Welcome to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. I'm Laurel Holland, and you'll be joining me with my co-hosts and guests as we dive into how doing your inner work, or the beautiful work, is the amazingly effective pathway to creating the life of your dreams. We hope you discover your passions, your purpose, and your fulfillment. Because when you change, the world changes. And when you do your inner work, or the beautiful work, you make the world a more beautiful place for all of us. Okay, welcome back to Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life. And I'm back with Pixie. And Pixie and I are going to talk about boundaries today, which we can't wait to talk about because we both love this topic. (laughs) Do we not, Pixie? I love this topic. It's the number one tool in my toolbox for recovery. I know, I know. And for, to me, I, I think of it too as the number one tool for creating the life you want. It's like, everything's a boundary. Everything becomes a boundary, right? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I I think the hold up on this whole concept was trying to figure out what we want. Once you figure out what you want and what you desire and what you need, and you have the courage to say, yeah, I'm going to ask for it. Yeah. Boundaries are the, the implement tool. Um, I know. know. Yeah. And, or, or, you know, yeah, I know what I want now. And now I'm going to start organizing my life to in order to have this feeling to experience these experiences to have these kind of relationships like they all become like one after another boundary choices 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 new boundaries right so um in my book live your inner power and courageous woman the the journal and and the the book the self-help book um, you know, we talk about the inner power wheel and Pixie knows the inner power wheel well with me. And the sixth practice in there is create healthy, flexible boundaries, because one of the ways that we can rely on developing a really, really great life is by creating healthy, flexible boundaries. I love the idea of healthy, flexible Pixie, because I feel like a lot of people want to say good or bad boundaries or right or wrong. And we get stuck in this paradigm of, you know, a value system. And it's really not about that. It's really about what's healthy for you, what creates a healthy life, and then having flexibility around it because we grow and change and yeah. life changes and fluxes and flows, right? Yeah, I don't know why the, the word boundary always suggests, you know, a wall or yeah. something, something uh non-penetrable or something and maybe maybe there should be another word i don't know but uh i think i think when you understand that they are porous and they are flexing all the time as we flex um yeah it it becomes easier yeah Yeah. and we can move them move them when we want to move them you know like a boundary i think i guess in my mind i always kind of saw it as a fence you know a movable fence like yeah that's true yeah yeah Kind of like that image too. Um, yeah, so. yeah. So Laurel, I, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, when I first heard the word, um, I got scared. Like it's, it's scary. And um, 
And I've been working hard in the last several years to figure out what is it that is that scary component of that word. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I have my own ideas on this, but um, you wow. know, what, what comes up for you? And when, when I mentioned that first. Yeah. So what came up for me first was, I think when I first heard boundaries or first learned about it, I think I felt relieved, but then the thought of actually doing the boundary work became the scary part because I had to assert myself. And for me at the beginning of my beautiful work, that was scary stuff, asserting myself. Yeah. Voicing what you want is hard. And then, um, for me, it's scary because, um, you know, I was focused on the outcome. So like, um, you know, what, what if they don't, what if I hurt their feelings? What if they don't understand? Um, and they're all codependent stupidities. It's like, well, you know, what if it's not my side of the street? You know, um, I think the breakthrough for me on my fear was when I realized that it isn't about the outcome, actually. The the beauty and the strength is the fact that I set it, that, yeah. that I set the boundary, that I had the courage to work through what I want, yeah. what I desire, what I need, and then ask for it right there. Yeah. I learned that that's success. That's and then and that's courage. That's a lot. That's of courage. courage. And yeah. and whatever happens after that, I can't control anyway, right? Yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't control what they're going to feel, what they're going to think, what they're going to do. Yeah. I can only control the fact that I stepped up yeah. and expressed my needs and boundary. Yeah. And that's yeah. that's the beauty right there. Yeah. And I know, Pixie, you know, we've talked about um, recognizing, you know, that we're highly sensitive people. We already know we're highly conscious people. I tend to work with people that generally are described that way, highly sensitive and conscious. And when we're setting a boundary and when we get good at boundary setting, what happens for us is oftentimes when you're highly sensitive, you you are afraid of hurting the other person. And, and there, that isn't necessarily a bad thing. The bad thing is that you start to feel like you want to avoid hurting their feelings by not right. telling the truth and, and a thinking that you're saving somebody from hurt. But if you, for me, what I learned was, you know, or what I, what I came to believe and, and acknowledge was if I'm not telling somebody the truth, ultimately I'm betraying them as well as myself. And so yeah. I'm delivering a different kind of hurt in the long run. And so you, nobody avoids the pain of truth, you know, the truth is right. truth and it can be painful at times. And so I think, you know, the, 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 the beautiful walk or the beautiful way is how do you, how do you just tell the truth gracefully and compassionately and, and go forth? Right. And, right. You can and still, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, the the work is actually <clears throat> the work all the work is actually before the delivery but um yeah, the, the so. delivery is important too and and you're i mean you're just such an expert at this but you know the delivery needs to be reflective of how you feel inside which is calm yeah. you know the delivery needs to be gentle yeah. it needs to be simple it yeah. needs to be direct it needs to be unapologetic yeah. it needs to be without you know, nauseating uh, justifications. Yeah. Um, but 
to get there and and deliver it in such a, a, a an effective communication style, you have to kind of do the work beforehand. And you got to practice. You know, it doesn't always come out perfect the first time. No, it I didn't always do it great. You know, it took a while to get good, really good at it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but it, but if you're if you're emotionally not ready, then you're going to flounder and you're going to put in all these, you know, shoulds or you're going to put in all these like um, other words that you don't really mean. And um, so the work is actually figuring out truly what is it that you want? What is it that you desire and what are you asking for? Yeah. Um yeah, but you know, practicing Laurel, I I think it was you that that um, taught me that. I mean, I I on those difficult conversations, mm -hmm. like the ones that are going to really trigger some, yeah. some core core fears and yeah. coping strategies. Um, I I practice. Yeah. I I actually write a script. Yeah, yeah, and I say them out loud. You know, sometimes I'll I'll sit in my meditation space and go through a conversation in my mind. Sometimes I'll even speak quietly to myself about how I want to say it. Practice my tone of voice because I know that my voice can get really excited. I can get really intense yeah. and really oh. passionate about things, and and it come doesn't always come off as, um, you know. Uh, soft and kind no. is kind of intimidating and I don't mean to be that way and I don't see it or feel it that way but it can for the person receiving can feel overwhelmed by it you know? right yeah. yeah I oh boy do I relate to that totally resonate with that I think it takes a lot of preparation that you can deliver in I'm going to say from your heart space yeah. um creating a boundary from the head um you know, I, I know, then I start getting analytical, and I start getting defensive. And I, my, my voice has a higher pitch, and I start talking faster. Um, but if I'm setting a boundary from the heart space, my heart of my true desire and authenticity, uh, I tend to be calmer, I tend to be more gentle, I have more space between my words. Um, that's so, so that was a great example. I mean, I feel like you really, you, even as you were speaking, like you could feel yourself going into heart space more, you know, so I think the listener could even get the the feeling of, you know, how it feels when you're speaking from heart space. It, it feels different than when you're in head space and you're trying to get some point across and you're, you're worried about them understanding and getting yeah. it. You know, like, I know. Oh, you get frantic. You yeah. know, uh, the other, I was thinking so that, you know, remembering how, take pride in the fact that you're setting a boundary. I think that's important. Yeah. Take pride in the, in the courage that you've mustered up and, uh, and the self love that you're exemplifying because you are taking care of you yeah. and your needs, mm -hmm. remembering all that. And then also kind of knowing that, you know, this whole negative thing's going to try to get you like guilt or uh, they're going to think I'm selfish, mm. or um, what if I'm asking for too much? What if they can't do it? Those are kind of like what I call the, the things that are coming in from that, that past mind chatter and, oh, and yeah. just it's the old beliefs that are speaking. The old beliefs. Yeah. 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 The old beliefs yeah. that I'm not worth it. 
Yeah, I'm not worth it. I'm being selfish. Uh, I don't deserve it. Yeah. Um, it's always it's always been this way. Yeah. They've always been like this. Yeah. Letting them off the hook. Um, oh well, that's just Jane. Yeah. That's the way Jane is. Yeah, right. everybody knows Jane. Yeah. So make making excuses and just avoiding it. Um, boy, those are some of the big, yeah. the big challenges. And they're, they're big pain points that, that, that we have to, you know, work through over time. And one boundary at a time strengthens our ability to do the next one and do the next one and do the next one well. And so always I remind people, you know, this is a work in progress, setting good, healthy, flexible boundaries over time, getting better at it, using your voice the way you want to. All of that comes with practice, practice, practice. And as Pixie said, you know, the more preparation that goes into it, you know, oftentimes that can really serve you in terms of saying it, getting it out the way you want to get it out. And, and Well, and starting simple, like yeah. start start with an easy one yeah yeah <laughs> you know? start with the easy one and an easy person right and then yeah way up. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. yeah yeah don't don't choose your your narcissistic manipulating controlling mother first no <laughs> so how do we know when we need to set a boundary we pixie and i were talking about this before we got onto the podcast and we have like a kind of a pretty succinct way to, to describe it. So Pixie, want to like dig in there a little bit? How do we know when we need to set a boundary? How do we know we have to set one or how do we how do, do we it? Know? How do we know? Well, we well, I, you know, this was a big aha moment for me because, you know, some are just so obvious, you know, you feel violated, you know, you feel violated and, and it's obvious, man, I, I, I need to set a boundary, you know. But it really became clear to me that any time that you're feeling or exemplifying a negative behavior, it's pretty much a flag for a boundary. And mm -hmm. I think I think when it hit me is when somebody said, even when you're being critical, yeah. then there's something that's not set boundary wise in your life. And yeah. I remember uh, having a conflict with a neighbor. And, um, and it doesn't matter what the conflict was, but ironically, it was about a fence, you know, <laughs> and, um, and I, I, I found myself being negative all the time, you know, talking and, and this, and that, and this, and that, mm -hmm. and uh, that went on for like several days. And then I heard this statement that any negative criticism, feeling, anything requires a boundary. Mm -hmm. And I, it hit me in spades. Yeah. And I went and I had a, a pretty strong one-on-one -on -one, um, conversation. Uh, that required a boundary um, with my neighbor. So yeah. anytime you even find yourself gossiping yeah. or, oh God. you know, it's, it's, it's thoughts. I mean, I always think of like internal boundaries and external boundaries. You know, you can have judging thoughts and judging words. These are great examples of internal boundaries versus external boundaries. So, uh, uh, you know, like having judging thoughts, we can actually start to put boundaries around those and say, I don't want to have a judging thought. I'm, I am not going to entertain that kind of thinking, you know, and how do I switch my thinking? And oftentimes with judging thoughts, it's because you want something to be different. And so my default for like 
my internal boundary with judging thinking is uh, stop the judging thinking. And then what do I want instead? What do I want to really be have, have happening in this situation? Right. And my thought, Boy, you know, positive train of thought, right? Yeah. You're, I mean, you are, you're just bring up such a key point and, and actually it's probably the first and most important is to deal with those internal boundaries yeah. first. Yeah. Um, because, you know, like, Bernard Shaw said, every battle is fought within first. Mm-hmm. So usually it's, <laughs> that's right. it's, it's beautiful, that's, beautiful that, life, the inner work, that's such a difference. It creates yeah. our outer experience ultimately, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's funny because I, I think a lot of times boundary probably comes up five, six, seven times in, in my day now yeah. because I, it's just prevalent, the need yeah. for them in all all, all situations to bring, you know, to bring you fulfillment. Yeah. Yeah. And, and create alignment. You know, I think it's the other idea of we've, we, you know, I love to talk about alignment and boundaries allow us to align with what we want, with our value system, to be in relationships the way that we want to be, you know, we aligned with who we say we are, you know, like it's these boundaries that we're talking about and boundaries are choices of words. They're are the way we behave. They're, they're ultimately so they're these small little acts that add up to kind of a bigger boundary of how you're oh. creating your life. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, um, I think I learned it from you, Laurel, many, many years ago. Um, and I think it's relevant, you know, we're, we're kind of following up the codependent podcast with, with boundaries. And, and that's because, you know, codependency is so uh, related to disordered boundaries. And um, people, people wonder how that is, and it ends up being prevalent, no matter what kind of boundary issue you have, codependencies related to almost too rigid boundaries, sometimes, um, or none. Yeah, like um, if you're really controlling codependent and uh, you can have some very rigid inflexible boundaries that make you feel isolated. You know, you might be fiercely independent and never ask for anything you want and leads to gross distrust, mistrust, and you end up feeling really isolated and then codependence at the same time, the same person, the same day can have, you know, a loose boundary. And that's, that could be with people pleasing, you know, you just all over the place, you'll do anything. So you don't hurt them. So they, they don't feel bad. You don't disappoint them. And so your boundaries are, are just kind of way too loose. And what ends up happening is you end up feeling disappointed or rejected or you know abandoned so I I think I learned it from you that there's you know it's it's just you're not like one way or the other you right right you can be all over the place with boundaries and and every boundary you know speaking of being all over the place it's like every boundary and every relationship every situation requires 
it's own unique set of boundaries, you know, like yeah. you do with some people you're going to do differently with other people, depending on how much trust you have and respect and where they are in your bullseye, your relationship bullseye and all kinds right. of stuff. So it's like, that's why I love the term healthy, flexible boundaries, because we need to be flexible. We need to just show up. What is this required and where we are right now? Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, you know, one, the other thing too, that just came up for me, Laurel, I think a, a challenge, you know, we were talking about challenges because I, I think it's, you know, it's what puts us off, right? Um, I think what happens with uh, uh, ineffective boundaries is we make too many assumptions. Uh -huh. uh, we think people know how we feel. We think people read our, we think they read our minds. Yeah. And I think that um, maybe the best thing to do, especially as we start getting better and better at boundaries is just assume they know nothing, mm -hmm. nothing, yep. I mean, almost, yep. you know, basic yeah. level. Yeah, yeah. And you can even say that, you know, I'm just going to assume that we're starting from scratch here. And let's just talk about it as if we don't right. know anything. And we're, we're, we're having a conversation and learning some things, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, I want to make sure before we, we, we talk about how to work with boundaries, I want to make sure I, I mention the word anger, because we talked a little bit about, you know, having that, I love that you were talking about any kind of negative or heavy energy requires probably requires you know looking at a, a new boundary to alleviate that problem and anger is one of our best you know i always think of anger anger's got a bad rap in our culture you know because it's been misused it's been mishandled it isn't responded to well individually and so people just think anger is a bad thing but anger is a good thing anger in the human being's experience is the trigger that lets us know that a boundary is needed. Right. And so if we just use it for that purpose, what happens is we feel anger. We, we go, what's going on here? What do I need to change or do or say? And how do I need to address it? And if I do it and the outcome is, is done, the anger dissipates. It's done. It's over. We don't carry any leftover anger. It's right. Like, you know, it's complete, right? It's kind of makes a complete cycle. So, I just want to say that for listeners, because I feel like culturally, we all need to get a better relationship with anger and we all need to talk about it and think about it and address it in new ways, you know, um, and we don't want to accept people misusing their anger because that's not a good thing. Being violent, being withdrawing, being, you know, uh, critical, being mean, like none of these things are, are good ways to handle anger, but anger, it doesn't mean that anger is a bad emotion. It just means that people aren't handling it well. And we need to develop. Ourselves. Right. Yeah. We, we weren't taught how to manage anger. No, um, no. Very very well. Not at all. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So when we are want to set a boundary, let's get into that a little bit, Pixie, because I really want to give our listeners some, um, yeah. today, you know, some ideas as things to try. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I always look at it as kind of a, a, a step process I, that might reflect kind of my analytical engineering background, but I always, I always try to figure out like I, but Pixie, I just want to say, you know, that's one of the reasons that we have such rich conversations too, and why I love talking about it and why I wanted you to come on the on the podcast with me is because 
because of the way that you think about it all and you take in so much information on these topics, it's you have these ways of expressing and sharing that's really useful. And so I love that, you know, you have kind of a step-by-step process. So listeners, yeah. if you have a pen and paper and you want to take some notes, this would be a good time. <laughs> well, I guess, the, you know, the, the first thing that I do is say, you know, what's the issue? Right. What What is it right like, now? Like simple. What's just, what's the situation? No judgment around it, just what it is, right? Yeah, no no judgment, no yeah. why, just yeah. what is the what, you yeah. know? And um, so it's just identifying the issue right now and and trying to communicate that issue. And I there's a caveat here because it's so hard. It sounds so easy. Oh, just identify the issue right now. Well, so many of us get in a present situation and we can never tease that apart from the, you know, prior 60 years that mm-hmm. led up to the now. Mm-hmm. And so something happens in the now and we trigger, we yeah. trigger the past mm-hmm. and we, stuff. it reminds us of somebody that did the same thing or somebody we hated or, or disliked. Um, it, it reminds us of when we had shame. It reminds us of when we felt unworthy, whatever we, uh, and that's why I, I, I try to emphasize just what is the issue right now? Right. Um, this is very because it kind of clears away some of that other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Don't bring in the mind and those yeah. old tapes that are going to bring in all the, oh my gosh, here it goes again. This is going to happen forever now. You're not, you better stop all this. This is going to ruin your life. You know, mm-hmm. no. Yeah. What is the issue right now? Yeah. So it, it's really important to emphasize the now. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, quickly after you figure out what it is that you're seeing, right, is, okay, so how are you feeling? Now, this is hard for a codependent because codependents have just gotten in touch with their feelings. And so you have to figure out what is it that you're feeling in this situation because of whatever's happened. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then I like to go to the, well, why am I feeling like what value system am I violating in my own core that's making me feel this way? Um, And then I'm ready. Then I'm ready. Now I've done the work and it's like, now I'm ready to ask for what I want. And then let's kind of figure out a plan so that I can get what I want, but you can also do it. And then maybe think about a consequence. So yeah. Anyway, that's the process I go through. And we could go through an example, yeah. Laurel, of a, maybe like- a small, uh, maybe a small one first. Yeah. Let's start with a small one. And then maybe we'll, we'll, we'll do a little bit bigger one after that, just to, yeah. just to give folks a chance to like, put it into practice with us. Right. Yeah. Right. So we love the one of, you know, um, leaving the toothpaste cap on the counter and oh. off the toothpaste tube. Right. How about yeah. that? Or or underwear on the floor, underwear you know, in the floor. in the bedroom. Underwear on the floor, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, horrible. I know. Yeah. I know. So yeah. So let those are simple. They're simple, but these are like life things that we all live with, that have our own little examples of that really do add up to you know quality of relationship with other people. So these yeah, they build. Matter. They build on each other, don't they? They yeah. get resentment. You get to the point where that toothpaste becomes a yeah. <clears throat> a 
that's right. Yeah. Happen if you don't watch out. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. So if you went through my process, I guess it would be, you know, the issue is, okay, um, you know, hon, I, I see that the cap of the toothpaste is off again um, in the sink and it, it looks like it's kind of spilling over on the, on the sink. Um, yeah. So that makes me kind of feel violated because I know the sink's messed up. It's a common spared, you know, shared space. We both use the sink and it makes me feel uncomfortable. It makes me feel anxious. It makes me feel compulsive. Like I, you know, I have to clean this up and I feel a little bit resentment that I didn't leave it off. And I, 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 yeah, so that that's kind of how I feel. Um, and then I would go to my value system. Well, why do I feel this way? Well, you know, I just, I like organization. I like clean. I like orderly. It's just my value system. I feel comfortable in an organized setting. So the reason I do that, Laurel, is because it's a check on, it's a check on why I'm asking for what I'm asking. If it fits my value system and it makes sense, it's, I can say to myself, well, I'm not asking for too much. I deserve this. This is a, yeah, it's okay to, to want order and organization and clean, yeah. Yeah. you know, that's a, that's a value that I honor yeah. and that's okay. So yeah. I, I always like to go to that value. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another way to think of that for listeners is uh, the phrase, it's important to me because, and then fill in the blank. Yeah, that's good. Zero in on that. Yeah. 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 That's right. I feel this way because I, you know, I value organized space. I value organization. I value clean. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And so then once you feel pretty good about what the issue is and how you're feeling and what you value, then, you know, then I, I go ahead and I just ask, Hey, um, do you mind just putting the cap on the toothpaste um, after you use it? every time so that it doesn't spill out. And, um, you know, I don't know what the agreement and plan would be on that, except that. Um, yeah, I think that when you're in that situation, you know, I think that point is where you kind of, there's almost like a little bit of a pause and, and saying, you know, would that, do you think that you could do that? You know, would that be right? Okay? Yeah, you know, how how do you feel about me asking for that? You know, like right. And do you you know do you know why you don't? Is it yeah. is it just is there a reason you're not doing that? Yeah, just right? yeah. are you just are you distracted? Are you in a hurry? Um, is there is there anything that can be done to make it easier? I mean, maybe it'd be easier if there was a cup by it and you could stick it, you know, whatever, there might be some obvious, but, and I guess that would be part of the agreement and plan. Hey, if we had such and such by the sink, would it be easier to, to think about the cap or. Yeah. 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 Because I think ultimately like, um, especially the world we live in today, like I was just like, I had these images floating across my brain as I was thinking about our example of, you know, how there's even stand up tubes of toothpaste now, you know, where you can have a little pump, you know, so the thing never the cap right. off the toothpaste, right, <laughs> ultimately, or whatever, like there's ways to, to have solutions for these things, if That's it, right. it comes yeah. to that. 
place. You know what I mean? Where I can't remember to do that. It's one of those things. I'm just not paying attention. I'm not, I'm only half awake and I'm not going to, you know, well then buy that kind of toothpaste so that it's, you know, right. Is there, is yeah. there an easy, easy solution that you yeah. can think of and then you get ownership? Yeah. You know, I have to say, so before boundaries, the old pixie, uh, you know, that didn't follow this process would have gone into the bathroom mm -hmm. and would have said, oh my God, I can't believe this. You left the toothpaste cap off again. You always do that. I, I can't even believe that you have the disrespect, constant disrespect on me. And, you know, I, I don't, my mother used to do that too, all <laughs> the time, you know? And so, yeah. oh my gosh, there's so many, so many violations. Right. And also it's, I think one of the things I love that you gave that example, and I'm going to give an example too after that, because I feel like it also helps us identify, you know, what is important and what, why it's such a big deal to us. Right. So if you let yourself think those thoughts and don't take them out of your mouth, just keep them and look at them. Like it makes you realize, wow, this is really important to me because I had a whole history of cleaning up after my family and I don't want to be that person anymore. Right. Like you can actually add that to the conversation. It becomes yeah. productive, right? You can Boy, say, if yeah. you're, if you're that aware, yeah, but be able to do that, that yeah. would, that right. would build compassion and yeah, yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You know, for me, like uh, my old pattern would have been just, I would go in there, I just put it on again. And then I'd be in a little bit of a tiff because I'm the one <laughs> up and you never do it and you don't care. And I, you know, and so now I'm, you know, a little miffed and whatever. And what does that do? You know, that doesn't do anything. That's just club relationships destroyer. <laughs> yeah. You, you would have gone on and put the cap back on. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 So and then and then maybe throwing in a little eye rolling and passive yeah, exactly. aggression. Yeah. You know, poisoning myself, poisoning the yeah. relationship. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, I mean, I feel like this boundary this boundary work is challenging work. It challenges us because it calls us into looking at, you know, our, our, our own patterns and habits of how we've been handling conflict and thing, expressing what we want and all of that. And we get good at it with practice. And that's why having like, just like, like you, you shared here, a step-by-step -step process, right. Really useful because how do you get, how are you going to change a new pattern? We always change a new pattern or habit by, by, by doing a new one. That's how we change it. We don't and over and <laughs> over and over and over and doing, yeah. doing it and doing it until it's a new habit or pattern. Yeah. So, but yeah. I, I think too, we, we make it too complex. Yeah. You know, we bring it, we bring in the past, we bring in triggers, yeah. we transfer the issue to another problem, whatever. If we just, when we thought about boundaries, if we just stuck to the issue and yeah. stuck to the now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it would, it would be a whole lot simpler. It would be a lot simpler. And it also yeah. helps us, uh, slowly, but surely like improve the relationship over time. So for instance, if you're feeling disrespected in a relationship because somebody's not listening to you or not at following doing what you're asking or whatever, then that's an issue to be addressed in, in a, in a separate kind of way, right? It's like not lumping everything all together, not a, not saying you disrespect me because you don't put the toothpaste tube cap on, but probably it's because you're not listening or you don't care about what I want, you know? Like, it's like, how do we, and we'll get better at 
self-expression and asking and all of these things through practicing and making all of these things smaller steps along the way. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the other thing I just thought of when you were talking to, um, sometimes I think we forget to, um, affirm the person. Yes. I mean, that's it's, big. It's huge. And, you know, you don't want to be patronizing. You don't want to go, oh, my gosh, honey, thanks so much. You put the cap on the toothpaste. But you want to just say, hey, you know what? I noticed you put the cap on the toothpaste. And I, I, I'm really thankful that you listened to me and, and, and took me serious. Yeah. You, know, you heard me. I was seen. I was heard. And I, I just want I just want to thank you for taking that time. Yeah. Yeah. And My, and I think that goes a long way. That's that motivates a person to do it again. I mean, everybody loves affirmation. Absolutely. And we, I think we love to be appreciated. You know, it's right. a little different. There's like a gratitude practice and appreciation practice almost have like this subtle difference and appreciation is almost a more personal, um, heartfelt uh, expression of how you're experiencing it. You know what I mean? Where right. great being gratitude, you know, great, grateful or gratitude or whatever is kind of more like, a, a, I don't know, it's like a more, more basic, but this appreciation becomes more personal. Like I appreciate you. I appreciate what you're doing. I appreciate how you're showing up. I appreciate that tone of voice you use with me when I'm upset, you know, it really feels good and reassuring or whatever, you know, being just, just taking the time to, to weave that into the relationship is so powerful. And um, it's kind of like, creating the beautiful boundaries almost, you know, like, Oh yeah. 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 That's great. That's great. So that was, that was an easy one. Um, maybe, yeah. maybe we should, you know, maybe take us through the process on a harder one. Yeah. Like a, we're going to do it. Let's try it. And let's try to do it kind of quickly. Cause I want to feel like we're, we're, we're wrapping up, but I also want people to be able to see this almost like, uh, as a, a, a pretty simple process to start with, right? Right. So let's uh, let's do the being late. Okay. Example. It stays, yeah, the okay. process stays the same. It does. Re regardless of the magnitude of the issue yeah. or, or even the longevity of the issue. Because if the process is in the now, it yeah. doesn't matter how big it is. Right. It's just, yeah. 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 So take us through uh, the issue. The situation is somebody's always late. Yeah. So, yeah, let's say the issue is I'm sitting at the restaurant and we had agreed on five o'clock and it's 515. So the person comes. So the issue is easy to identify. Right. Um, hey, you're um, you know, I, I'm looking at my watch. You're 15 minutes late. Um, and then uh, that, that that really makes me feel like I don't matter, that I that I'm not that I'm I'm not a priority. Um, I feel like um, a little anxious. I'm, I'm a little worried that there was something wrong. I'm uh, a little scared. Um, so the value is that um, uh, I believe in two-way mutually respected 
relationships that have a two-way communication, two-way agreement. And so when that becomes one way or violated, um, I feel like I've lost the integrity of my value system. That, that's mostly in my head, all of that. Yeah, yeah. And then, um, then I'm ready to say, Hey, um, I'm just, could you please make sure that you honor the time that we're supposed to meet? And if you can't for any kind of like emergency or, um, unexpected conflict, can you make sure you text me so that I know? And, um, is that, does that sound doable? You know, here's your agreement and plan. Um, this, this, this is a good example of, of a repeat offender kind of one though, Laurel, cause usually, um, yeah. usually this kind of behavior is, is repeated. Yeah. A lot of people are procrastinators and late and yeah. there's a whole reason for all that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. uh, so, so this, this is one that I think I would take step six is to kind of think through a possible consequence. Yeah. Like, hey, you know, if this happens again, I'm just going to. After 15 minutes, I'm just going to kind of pick up my bag and, and kind of leave. And I just, yeah. I want you to know that. Yeah. 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 I, and I feel like that's really important because I feel like if we don't, if we don't have that kind of boundary for ourselves, um, we keep, you know, especially if it's a repeat experience with somebody, it's then we end up being angry, 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 and we are still waiting for them to change. And if they're not changing, you know, the next step is just accept they're not going to change. You're going to either you're going to be in the relationship and you're not. If you're going to be in the relationship, then make it clear. Hey, I'm going to wait 10 minutes. If you're not there, I'm moving on. I've got a bunch of stuff I need to get done, you know, because I think it's that I know for me, you know, my days are full. I have a lot of things I love to do. I, I could keep myself busy all day long doing things that I like to do now. So I don't want to just hang around waiting, you know, half an hour for somebody because they just didn't pay attention to the time. Somehow that ends up feeling disrespectful to me. So, so yeah, I mean, I think it's this whole idea of just being able to have that conversation, being able to say that, you know, and it's like, it's okay. If you, if you, if you feel like you're not going to be able to change, that's fine. I just need you to know for me, if we're going to make a date and you're not here after 10 minutes, I'm moving on. I got other stuff I'm going to do. And if you're okay with that, we'll just keep going on. You know? Yeah. That's a, that's a really good point Laurel because you freed yourself in that you freed yourself from um, resentment you freed yourself from the struggle of trying to change somebody yeah. um, I mean there really is kind of a beauty and acceptance of that particular I mean acceptance of a particular behavior is an option is what you just described yeah exactly. you know it's not a make or break if you don't do this I'm going to break up with you yeah. this is all right. Yeah. So I, I like that a lot that you've just portrayed an ability to accept uh, that particular about a boundary and behavior and and still carry on in that relationship in a healthy, yeah. healthy way. Yeah. You know, yeah. with honoring all the other good stuff happening. It's true. And you know, it's interesting, I think in relationships today, Pixie, and then we're going to wrap up because I know we're going long here, but th this idea of, you know, most of us have, have, have relationships that we like and enjoy and plenty of them. And it's kind of like over time, 
you know, it starts to whittle down, like which are the ones that are most important. And so that's almost a way of flushing out how important is that relationship? You know what I mean? If you say right. you're be here and I say I'm leaving after 10 minutes, one of us, it's, it's going to be, it's a relationship that's going to end up lasting or look, we're going to say, we make a date and then we never see each other because you don't show up on time and I leave. That's right. That's right. The amount of energy and the degree of boundaries is going to depend on, on whether they're sitting in the front row of your light theater or whether they're up in the mezzanine section. And it's like, okay, I, I can't see you up there anyway, you know? So that's right. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, thank you so much, Pixie, for spending time again with me today. I think that was a really fruitful conversation, hopefully really helpful for people and um, lots of good thoughts on boundaries. We probably want to come back and do another boundaries one sometime because I feel like we could really dish on this one for quite a while. I think so. Yeah, we'll do some talking and thinking about it. It's always fun. Thanks, Laurel. Thanks, Pixie. Okay. Okay. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us here at Beautiful Work, Beautiful Life, the podcast. We welcome questions from you, our listeners. Feel free to send one along. If you enjoyed the podcast, the best compliment we receive is when you share the podcast with a friend. Thanks for being with us to elevate the conversation and open up new pathways for all of us.